Welcome to the Higher Yields Podcast, brought to you by Higher Yields Cannabis Consulting, your seed to sale business solutions team. My name is Adam, part of the creative team here at Higher Yields, and today we're talking about cannabis consultants and why they are essential to starting and scaling your cannabis business. Today our guests are Corey Wagner, Anthony Atkins, and Marissa Cortez. Cannabis companies with big aspirations inevitably grow to the point that they need business development consultants to come in and see the finer details of optimization, growth, and scaling. During this episode, we cover everything from hiring to scaling, efficiency, logistics, product diversification, ERP, BPO, ROI, and we'll even explain what that all means. And we'll take it all from the perspective of helping you hire the right people who can move the needle forward in your established cannabis business. So let's get on with the show and we'll start by having you guys introduce yourselves. Let's start with you, Marissa. Of course. Hey, Adam. Great to be here. My name is Marissa Cortez and I'm the Director of Compliance and General Manager here at Higher Yields Consulting. Well, thanks for being here. How about you, Corey? My name is Corey Wagner. I'm the CEO here at Higher Yields. Well, thanks for being on the show. How about you, Anthony? Yes, and uh, I'm Anthony Atkins, Director of Business Development and uh, Partnership Development as well. So why is business development important to the growth of your company? One of the key elements of, of why any business would look to hire a consultant, uh, specifically in the cannabis industry, is really all about the ability to have continuity through their business growth and development. The, the cannabis consultant account consultant from that, from that standpoint has built its reputation on being a trusted advisor, advising in terms of um, looking down at a, from a 35,000 foot you know, perspective to see overall strategy, to see gaps in um, process uh, to uh, make sure that compliance is being adhered to, uh, that uh, there are certain elements of, of assessment and evaluation uh, that an organization who is uh, very, very close to it, of course, on a daily basis um, may not be able to see or may not be able to value. Um, in addition, uh, a consultant, cannabis consultants, really, especially higher yields, we really focus on alignment to end game, end goal, and end result. Um, drawing that straight line from you know current reality to that vision is so important, and not missing or passing or skipping steps uh, in the process, which a lot of times um, things that happen cause a organization to derail, to miss certain things. Um, but yet when you have a, uh, another pair of eyes from an experienced consultant, you're going to be able to create efficiencies through that development and the building of solid processes that result in ROI. And uh, even add on to that a little bit more, Adam, you know, it goes back to Higher Yields story and why Corey originally started Higher Yields is because he, you know, got, got skin in the game in this industry. He got into this industry and he went through 
a lot of the pitfalls, the hurdles that we now see happening in every day in every state. So, you know, along with Corey, myself, and many other team members on higher yields, you know, we've been through this before, we've done it before, we've made those mistakes before. So, you know, a lot of these newcomers that come into the industry, it is essential to partner with someone, a professional who's done this before, that now, you know, we're not operating in a reactive state, we're operating in a proactive state, and we're able to mitigate and, you know, look out for a lot of these risks and, you know, pitfalls that we had to go through and we had to learn from because we had no other choice. You know, we were able to help our clients not go anywhere near those, those issues and, and really just steer clear of them altogether. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, for those getting involved in the industry, you need somebody by your side who has done it before, uh, like Marissa mentioned, um, you know, to try to go do something new that you have no clue about. And, um, you know, it's not this super easy industry like a lot of people think it is. Um, and then on the other side, you know, people looking to scale their businesses, <clears throat> you know, there's some fairly large clients who who still reach out to to consulting firms like us because they need a fresh set of eyes on what they're doing. Um, if you're so used to doing it a certain way and you've never really seen it done a different way, um, it's very difficult to see doing it a different way. Whereas us, you know, we've, we've watched companies from, you know, grow from conceptual startups. Um, we've seen large multi-state operators who are publicly traded and, and everything in between. So we've seen it done a lot of different ways. We've seen it done the right way. We've seen it done the wrong way. Um, and we've seen some things we would never expect to see um, anywhere in any business. But nonetheless, you know, from all of those things, we're able to, to take away from that and then provide that knowledge to um, large and small organizations looking to get started in this industry and, and looking to scale up their operations. So what are some of the important considerations when hiring and staffing and scaling your kind of business? Um, depending on your business, I mean, <clears throat> I would say one of the most important things uh, to any organization is is the people that you hire and the culture you create, you know, and making sure that um, the people who are on your team, everybody's aligned with one mission, one goal, you know, whatever that mission or whatever that goal is, but also not being scared to pay for talent, you know, pay, pay for the right people to, to bring them in and to allow them to make their impact. And, you know, it's you can't always go with the lowest bid that you get and, and let that be your decider for how you're going to move forward and build, you know, a multi-state or international or, you know, hundred million dollar a year business because it'll fail or you'll always lose that money 10 times over at least um, in the hard lessons you're going to learn. Um, you know, even here at Higher Yields, it's taken us years to be able to get to the team that we have and the chemistry that we have and the way we communicate and the way we work together and the way we work through problems. Um, but it all, you know, it was all a work, you know, it, it's all due to the people that we have here. It's all due to their dedication of um, trying to get better at an individual level. It's due to their de dedication of trying to make the departments better. And it's due to their dedication of, you know, having the team goal in mind and, and trying to work better as a team. So human capital is, is probably the biggest, um, thing that I think organizations really need to take into consideration and spend a lot of time vetting those people out to make sure that, that everyone uh, is aligned. Yeah, it's no secret that the cannabis industry has an extraordinarily high turnaround, particularly with retail employees, bud tenders, and the like. And 
there are a multitude of reasons, you know, why that is. And we could sit here and speculate all day, but at the core of it, it is because the industry standard needs to be raised. As Corey mentioned, you know, people have to be willing to pay for talent and they have to recognize that, you know, what they're putting, you know, as far as resource into resource investment is ultimately going to show in their bottom line. Um, if you pay your bud tender under what they should be paid, then they're not going to operate as the salesperson that you hired them to be. And I think that's sometimes often forgotten, um, you know, bud tenders and the like, they're selling that product. They, I mean, that's where it starts, whether it's to a patient, whether it's to a customer, um, making sure that the employee is feeling valued and like they're compensated correctly. And that you know, there is a great culture is something that, you know, you want to take into consideration for hiring. You want to hire for longevity, not for the temporary, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's also, there's a lot of uh, other different elements of what are they building? What are they going to be known for? They're not asking the key questions. They're, you know, hiring um, <laughs> friends, family, possibly, or, you know, from that standpoint and not paying attention, even though that that's uh, not a bad route to go, but at the same time, um, they're not looking and sourcing from other different areas, you know, and they're only, you know, potentially looking for only those people who may have grown on their own or may have grown in their houses or may have grown um, on small scales or whatever it is, have familiarity with the plant. And a lot of times what they're, they're missing in terms of the sourcing key quality uh, individuals that support their culture and that are coming from a different uh, industry. Or, um, you know, from that standpoint, and therefore, you know, that leads us right into the willingness or the ability and the willingness to train and educate and, you know, continue to bolster up, you know, again, the culture that that organization wants to, you know, be there. And it doesn't necessarily even need to be um, in, you know, solely looking at it from the dispensary, but every single facet of, of the business has to be taken into consideration. So how can cannabis businesses maximize their efficiency and their business process optimization? I think one of the biggest things that organizations fail to do is just kind of step back and step out and assess themselves, um, give themselves the time, to, the, the time that they need to really think through the problems and vet out solutions and opportunities. Um, and sometimes, you know, reaching out to, like I mentioned before, just a fresh set of eyes on on what the issues are um, to better understand what's out there in the market and what other people are seeing. Um, the other thing, I think a lot of groups don't really have a plan in place for how they're going to improve things. Everybody has a plan for how they're going to go uh, build their next facility or get their next dispensary, but very less than often we see that businesses don't have a plan for internal growth or internal efficiency like it's, it's more of, okay, I think we can make a little bit more money if, if we cut this corner or we do this, but there's no real training. There's no real deployment. There's no, no real planning behind it. There's, there's nothing holding it accountable or people responsible. Um, so I, I think one of the biggest things is, is just taking that time to assess or bringing in, you know, an outside firm, a business development firm or consulting firm to, to be dedicated to it. Um, because I think the other piece is, you know, when people do deploy these things, it often puts a strain on different departments to 
uh, be able to perform to their day-to-day jobs as well as dedicate the time that's needed to these internal developments. Um, and then getting you know other people who have those day-to-day jobs, um, trying to get them to communicate and, and put schedules together and um, getting everything to align. You know, a majority of the time we see these projects taking you know almost twice as long as what groups think they're going to take. And while they think they're saving money by not bringing in an outside group, um, a lot of times what we find is you know between the money that's left on the table, the amount of time it took and the amount of resources that weren't able to operate efficiently, it ends up costing them a lot more money. So um, you know, taking that time to assess or find those who can come in and assess so that people continue to work on what they're there to work on and allow you know, outsiders, third parties, um, or you know, a, a team within the organization whose job and um, responsibility is to develop that internal growth and make the make the company more efficient, more lean. Okay, so what are some of the important considerations about product diversification, and how has brand development changed over the recent years? So working backwards here, and I'm, you know, Anthony, I'll, I'll let you come in because obviously brand development is your area of expertise. But just based on my, you know, almost ten years of experience in the cannabis industry. You know, I've been in Colorado and worked in Colorado since it became the first state to legally to legalize um, adult use cannabis. So I've watched all of these other states in the country, you know, go legal for medical for um, adult use. And the trend has been really just the large lack of branding. And I will say it's getting better. And that's one of the biggest things I'm seeing is just that finally people are understanding that brand awareness and just simply you know, having a brand, establishing that brand is incredibly important as this industry does become more saturated in some of the smaller pockets in the country. So that's really my main takeaway is just that now we're finally starting to see it, we're fi- especially, you know, particularly in you know, the Colorado market, which was a little bit behind, you know, in comparison to California, as far as branding and some marketing went, we're actually starting to see people recognize right from the jump of getting into this business that, okay, this is where I need to start. I need to establish my brand. I need to create this brand guide. I need to create that brand awareness. Yeah, no doubt. And, and what, what there, there, there's always a message that is being conveyed. And the, the industry, of course, has always been known for a very deep, artistic, creative, um, loud, uh, very, you know, playing on words, um, you know, from, from that standpoint of expression. And it, now that there is, there is a, a gain of wider appeal for, uh, for the plant and for uh, certain products, um, into the marketplace, it is interesting how brand has to evolve. It has to, you know, not only be able to be positioned well, messaged too well, um, but it has to build trust. It has to, you know, carry through um, the quality or the culture that, you know, or the, or the message that that organization is trying to deliver to create demand, to, you know, be appealing not only to the end user and packaging and, and, you know, from a visual standpoint, 
but also from a how it's going to carry through with the quality of the product. And of course, again, what do they want to be known for? You know, some of the biggest brands in the world, like, for example, the Nike swoosh. I mean, how simple is that? You know what I mean? And so um, taking, you know, some pages out of the playbook of, you know, brands that have been developed and trust that's been developed through these brands for uh, such a long time. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really important to understand what that is. And especially if your employees, uh, the people who are part of that organization can champion that brand and, uh, cause they want to be able to carry through, you know, through the, the internal DNA of the organization of the company. So, you know, as I say in a lot of my uh, presentations, you know, it's, it's so important that, uh, you know, brand logo messaging position is not just taking a green cross, slapping it on a plastic bottle and going, woohoo, I'm in the industry. You know, I'm, I'm selling, I'm selling cannabis now. So it has to be uh, very thoughtful or um, forthright. Yes, like in the new electric car market, it seems that they get their branding together before they even have a company or means of production. So yeah, very true. And it's got to be it's got to be thought out. I mean, it has there's a strategy to it. You know, it's not just having your you know twelve and thirteen year old because they're good artists. You know, go ahead and craft and create. Not that they couldn't do it. I'm not you know saying that they couldn't, but there's there's a strategy and there's thought there is you know element behind the entire you know me- messaging of the of the organization that's so important to carry through okay so how about ERP which means enterprise resource planning could you explain that a little bit ERP is an ERP is an amazing concept it's applying all things technology it's applying all things processes it's applying um, overall uh, structure and how a company functions in uh, its communication, in its delivery, in its uh, constant and never-ending improvement processes that are constant and evaluation and allowing and, and helping, um, again, it be an adoptive um, thought process called thought leadership, actually, in an organization that is continuing to help evolve and innovate that organization to stay ahead, stay relevant, and communicate effectively within the organization, utilizing certain technology, utilizing um, other processes, and, uh, you know, making sure that those, there's continuity through, you know, throughout the entire organization. Uh, So that, so that flows. And that could be, it most likely is a, could be a newer term, um, to, you know, to most who are engaged or involved. Um, but yet that again, if an organization wants to scale and grow and one wants to be an enterprise, uh, just as the word, uh, the word says, and then they need to pay attention to what that development is. And that's where higher yields as the consulting organization, understanding and knowing and bringing uh, this thought leadership to an organization again, creates efficiency, again, creates innovative processes, you know, again, produces higher yield and uh, return on that investment. You know, I think it's just, um, you know, the importance of an ERP too, 
from an organizational standpoint is it, it gives you the data that you need to understand where your opportunities for internal growth are. Um, being able to bring, you know, bring in all of your marketing, all of your sales, all of your project contractors, employees, cash flows, uh, goals, expectations, uh, roles, responsibilities, bidding projects. Um, when you collect all that data in one place and you're able to analyze it across multiple platforms, it gives you a lot of really great insight. Um, sometimes it may tell you that you know, this isn't a product or this isn't a service that you can offer efficiently. Sometimes it shows us the opportunity to become more efficient or to make better use of resources and time or areas where, you know, by bringing um, additional resources in or, or previous resources in um, can actually expedite the process yeah. and the company grow internally. But it's really difficult to look at sales and say, hey, this is how the organization is going to get better when you don't know what marketing is doing. You don't know the data. You don't understand you know, for every dollar you spend, you create X amount of leads. For every lead that you have, you you create X amount of sales. Um, so to really have that like granular understanding of, of how the uh, the operation or the, how the organization is is working in conjunction with each department in each area is huge um, because it gives you that thirty thousand foot view, it gives you an idea of where you need to kind of sink in and and start to assess and, and better understand you know how you can become better. And how you can continue to grow. Okay, and what about ROI or return on investment? Uh, well, obviously, ROI is important, and it, it kind of comes back to again, you know, understanding the entire organization because every organization, regardless of their size, they have a budget. And if you can put a dollar into one area and get out of two dollars, you know, that sounds good. But if you put a dollar into another area and get ten dollars out, Obviously, your return on investment is, is going to be much better. But again, you know, understanding how everything's operating, how everything's communicating, and being able to see it at a very high level um, is going to give you a, a better chance to identify those areas where you're going to get the highest return on your investment. Um, sometimes that is to grow outside and to go get the next dispensary, to get the next grow facility. But a lot of times, you know, we see a lot of inefficiencies um, in organizations, you know, whether it's just communication or training and, and deployment of, of planning um, or, you know, operating and managing, you know, certain plans or, um, you know, certain areas of the business. So, you know, ROI obviously is, is what everybody looks at when, when they think about the money that they have to invest into business development or new opportunities. Um, but it can also be, you know, kind of the detriment of the company if, if you don't have a holistic view of everything that's going on and, and you're putting those funds in the right places or in the best places. Yeah, and additionally, I mean, it's, it's the investment that's being made into training. It's investment being made into systems, processes, strategy, brand. Um, it's it's the the investment that you're putting into that. You know, you can bring a human resource in that is top notch in any, you know, what you would look like on paper or what that person would look like. But if you involve them into a broken system or a broken process or uh, don't train them properly, and from that standpoint, or you know, teach them, educate them properly in terms of how certain things need to be done that are supposed to give you efficiencies, um, you're going to have, a, it's going to break down. 
And so it's not just looking at a return on, uh, you know, necessarily capital, um, but it's but it's also human resources that you're investing into. It's processes and software and technology that you're investing into. All that have to fit together. I mean, continuity is is true is so important because if one system, even though it may be the best system in its category, is joined with another system uh, that's best in its category, but yet they're not compatible or there's not a proper handoff, then you're going to have two very expensive um, systems that don't talk together and work together like they should. And, uh, you know, what we're finding in our, in, you know, in our design build and our consulting and all the corrective uh, elements of, of what we've done and uh, helping these organizations correct uh, and increase that return on OI, return on investment. Uh, so it has to be, again, a holistic approach to an organizational strategy. And um, again, that's where, you know, that why a, a consultant is so important and one that has been there, done that, one that is collaborative and customized and one that <clears throat> operates in phases in a test and tune environment to mitigate risk, to be able to um, work in, and handle variable change, uh, you know, sudden change, if you will, if something uh, occurs. So um, again, ROI, of course, is always the, is, is a good indicator of something well done. Okay, well, that seems to be all the questions that we have for today. So would anybody like to add anything before we wrap it up? Higher Yields is the premier global cannabis consulting company. Boom. Boom. <laughs> call, call me. <laughs> call. 1844 High Yield. High Yield. Okay, it's a slight little plug right there. Um, anyway, thanks for being on the show and hope to see you all real soon. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you. Talk to you. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye. Well, thank you, folks, for listening to the Higher Enlightenment podcast. For more information about our podcast, check out the information below. If you have suggestions for future shows, or you'd like to be a guest on the Higher Enlightenment podcast, get in touch through the information below, or please call us at 844-HIGH-YIELD. That's 844-H-I-Y-I-E-L-D. Please check out our website at higheryieldsconsulting.com. And there you can listen to all our previous podcasts. So until next time... Thank you very much for listening, and we'll meet again soon.